0: All right. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Good. Thank you for talking back to me. Good to see you. Welcome to New Life, by the way. Welcome to church. Welcome to the people of God that call New Life Church home. It's a good place. If you're new today, I prayed for you this morning. I said, Lord, you're going to send us people that need to be here. Families that need to be here. Singles that need to be here grandpas and grandmas that need to be here so i just want to say if it's just your first sunday i prayed for you this morning and we're so glad that you're here if you're watching online we're so grateful you joined us online let me tell you why i say that on sunday i just got a text in between services from a guy who had a very serious accident he's not been able to get out of his house and he told me he said pastor brady i can't come up i can't physically get in the car and come he said but every sunday these services online have been my lifeline and so that's why i look into the camera there are people in hospitals right now there are men and women prisoners in all of our state prison systems right now are watching us and i just want to welcome them can we just welcome them and say we love you thinking about you i just was told a few weeks ago that we have about 15,000 people in El Paso County that watch us live every single Sunday. That's that's a whole other church out there that's watching us. So we, we think about you, praying for you. So turn to Galatians chapter five. And while you're turning there, uh, Pastor Eddie mentioned that we hosted the, this conference this past week for family ministry leaders. But this week we have about 70 or 80 worship leaders from around the country. All over the country will be here for our worship school. And these are men and women who are leading worship in their local congregations, but they come here for a week long intensive. It's our chance to speak into them, to build them up, to encourage them. So Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, if you think about it, just pray for those ministry leaders that are here with us. Pray for our team that's pouring into them as well. All right, you do that. All right, now I'm gonna tell you something this morning. This message is going to be convicting. And let me just clarify that word. That's not a word to be afraid of. That's actually a word to welcome. When you hear the word conviction, a lot of people say, well, is he gonna make me feel, is he gonna embarrass me? Is he gonna make me feel guilty? Is this message going to cause me to feel some type of shame? No, it's not. When you hear the word conviction, it's a biblical word that means God is knocking at your door. It's not the enemy, the enemy does bring shame. God brings conviction. And sometimes they can feel the same right off the bat, like Am I, sp- I feel ashamed about that, I feel embarrassed. That's not God. When God comes, he convicts us and he says, he stands at our door and knocks so that we would open the door. And guess what? He wants to come into your messy house. That's what convictions So when you, ne- next time you feel uneasy, unsettled about something you're hearing, maybe it's because God is knocking at your door. This past week, we had this young guy. I don't know what he was selling, but he was going around to all the neighbors' houses, knocking on the door, handing out stuff, you know? And I was out, I was out for my walk. And I was noticing that nobody was coming to the door because nobody likes a stranger knocking on their door, right? Here's the good news. Jesus is no stranger to you, but he is knocking. And all he wants to do is you to welcome him in today. So this is what that message, this is one of those messages where you're going to hear some knocking. Is that okay with you? All right, we got four of you, good. Let's love a very enthusiastic congregation. <laughs> All right, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we welcome your Holy Spirit. We welcome anything the Holy Spirit wants to do today. If the Holy Spirit wants to change us, unsettle us, encourage us, strengthen us, we welcome all of that. We need it. We need the work of the Holy Spirit. We need the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. And we ask this now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I some of you know this for 54 and a half years I've been a heart patient. I was born with this condition called tetralogy of fallot. Flo is a French doctor's name who discovered it 40, 50 years ago. Well, longer than that because I'm over 50. But anyway, so he discovered it. And so for all of my life, I've had to manage my heart condition. So this past week, I went up to my specialist. He's a double board certified cardiologist who specializes in my con- the condition that I have. A brilliant doctor. He's a Christ follower. We pray together. We always talk about Jesus as he's looking at my heart. So this past week, they did a thorough examination. I mean, they put, you know, they did all the tests. And what they do is they have a list of normal things, normal heart conditions over here, and they test my heart and compare it to what a normal heart should be functioning. So they look at what is certain, what is normal, what is good and healthy, and compare it to me. So I give you a good report. I got a good report. My heart's great. Everything's strong. Everything's awesome. (laughs) And then I've, I've, you know, it was a relief, you know, like when you go to the doctor and you get a good report, it's a relief. So I celebrated a good heart report and I ate a double cheeseburger on the way home. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I want to just confess that out loud. Actually one of my cardiologists is probably sitting out here right now and he just, his heart probably stopped a beat listening to that but it was a really good cheeseburger too. And I so say it was awesome. <laughs> so this is what this scripture does. This scripture, when you read Galatians 5, 19 through 23, it's meant to be a reflection for you to look at your life and compare it to what God says should be happening in your life. This is the life of following Jesus, what you're about to read. Now, what I'm asking you to do is look at what your life looks like and compare it to what Jesus is calling us to that makes sense to you? All right, Galatians 5, verse 19. He says, the acts of the flesh are super obvious. They're not, it's re- really easy to spot, in other words. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft. Those are, all of those, everything I've read so far is pretty ominous and strong, but then it gets really, they get nosy to Christian people now. Now he's about to start talking to Christian people. He says, hatred, Discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, underline those two words, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. And he said, I warn you, as I did before, you live like this. You're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Now, he's not just talking about the afterlife and going to heaven. He's actually talking about a life you're supposed to have right now. The kingdom of heaven has come. Through Jesus, we can live now with the blessings and the strength of the kingdom of heaven. He said, listen, if you choose that path, you're missing out on an extraordinary blessing that I want to give you in your life. He said, so this then is how you should live, but the fruit of the spirit. If you're filled with the spirit, led by the spirit, guided by the spirit, you will have love and joy and peace. And forbearance, some of of you may have a Bible that says long-suffering. Forbearance and long-suffering is the same word. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And he says, and against such things, there's no law. In other words, when you live a life like that, what he says, against such things, there's no law. He's saying, when you choose to live like that, you're going to discover a tremendous amount of freedom in your life. Freedom to enjoy God. Freedom to enjoy his blessings. Freedom to enjoy his goodness. Freedom to enjoy the people around you. And I love how he starts this passage and says, listen, the acts or works of the flesh are obvious. The acts and works of the flesh are obvious. He said, In other words, even unbelievers, even people who have never been to church, even people that maybe Uh, don't like Christianity, even people that are way away from the things that we believe. He says, even they recognize there's nothing healthy and whole about that list of behaviors. Because they know if you live like that, the acts of the flesh, if you live like that, go to the next slide, please, even unbelievers. when, when, When you live like that, it's devastating. There's no peace, there's no joy. There's no enjoyment of the people around you. You feel like you're always in competition and you're always wrestling with someone else. You're always fighting. Here's a telltale sign of someone who's given themselves over to the flesh instead of the spirit. They're always looking for a fight. The scripture says that their mouth is smooth as butter, but in their war, their, in their heart there is war. If you're around people all the time that's always looking for a fight, they're not being led by the spirit, they're being led by their flesh. I was just around a, a guy. We, um, this past week we recorded a podcast with a, this older man, <clears throat> I think he's 60, he's in his sixties, he's older than me. And I just, when I was listening to him on the podcast, he was kind, he was gentle. He was super smart. He's an expert in his field. You can listen to the podcast on our central church podcast in the next few weeks, but this guy is an expert. He's brilliant. He's highly educated, but he was kind. And we were talking about some really difficult issues, but he was not looking for a fight. He was looking for resolve. He was looking for peace. He was looking for God in the midst of a tough topic. See, that's the kind of people that you wanna spend your time around, people that are looking for God and looking for God's goodness, even in the middle of a battle, even in the middle of a war, even in the middle of tough times. What are you looking for? Because whatever you're looking for, you will find. That's what you're going to find. What Paul was saying is that sin actually makes us less human. Sin makes us less human. I was with a group of young pastors not long ago and they said, Pastor Brady, you're, you know, you're almost 55 and you're, you've got 10 or 15 more years of this kind of ministry. What are your goals in this last half of your ministry life? And I said, I, very simply, I wanna be an old man who is fully human. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, I, well, I wanna love fully. I wanna laugh hysterically. I wanna cry when it's sad. I wanna dance when there's music. I wanna see everything. I wanna be present with the people that I love. I want close friends that I can encourage and strengthen. I wanna be a part of a church that's full of the Spirit. I want to be human. And that's our goal. Your goal is to be everything God's called you to be as a human being. And it's His Spirit that causes us to be fully human human. That's the goal, right? Amen. That was pretty good preaching. I didn't hear like two amens there. So I'm going to assume that you were just overwhelmed with the truth of that scripture there. All right. So I'm I'm a movie nerd and the three movies that I will watch in back to back to back on the first snow day. In fact, the first big blizzard we have that's coming up in the next few months, I will put these three movies on. I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? I love the book. I love the Hobbit books. J.R. Tolkien wrote that. He he was a bit of a theology nerd himself. And so there are two characters in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Anybody ever seen this movie, you know this movie? If you know the movie, you know these characters, right? So the the guy on the right is a guy named Smeagol. He's a hobbit, he's a human being, but he steals the ring of power. I don't wanna ruin the movie for you, okay? But he steals this ring, he kills his friend to steal something from his friend. So the movie starts out with him killing a friend In order to gain power. And because he murdered his friend, he ran away into the darkest recesses of the earth. And over the course of several hundred years, he became less and less human because he had separated himself from his community and his God. And he ended up being this hideous creature called Gollum, which is the thing on the left. Now, Tolkien's view of hell, again, he's a theology nerd, and this is a common view held by a lot of Christian thinkers. The view of eternal judgment, is: this is one of the three main views of eternal judgment, that if you choose to not follow Christ, if you choose to separate yourself from God, that your final eternal judgment will be complete separation from God. That there'll be a chasm in between God and His goodness and those who choose to walk away from him, and they will be forever separated from God. In fact, Tolkien's definition of hell was complete separation from God. And that's what, the, this is why he created this creature to show what you become when you choose to separate yourself from the goodness of God. Paul was saying, listen, when you choose to separate, make sure that these, ha- these behaviors don't become habits. Make sure that these behaviors don't become a pattern in your life. And notice in this list here, there are two particular ones called dissensions and factions. Dissensions and factions is listed in the works of the flesh. If there was one thing that the American church right now is, that I'm troubled by, that I'm watching unfold, I'm watching it unfold in a congregation that I love. I'm watching right now a group of people. This church is in all kinds of crises because of dissensions and faction, this is happening among church people, Christian people, people that are supposed to be welcoming the works of the spirit, but dissensions and factions are the sins of tribalism. It means we're separating over disputes and disparaging anyone who disagrees with us. Think about for the last two years, how many people have separated themselves from longtime friendships because they didn't agree with their politics. They didn't agree with their view on the vaccine. They didn't agree with their view on COVID in general. I don't agree with your view of racism. And if you cannot agree with me on all those major things, I cannot be your friend. That's the sin of dissensions and factions. That's what Paul is talking about. He says that is a work of the flesh. And and what Paul was pointing out is that the works of the flesh are self-focused. Using others to get something for yourself. This is how you can, if you want to evaluate where you are right now in your walk with the Lord, let me ask you a question. This is a really, really simple question. In the last two years, do you care more about the people around you or less? In the last two years, do you have a greater empathy for people who are different than you or do you care less about people who are different than you? And this is how you know what you've been operating under. I'm evaluating myself. Do I have more concern, more empathy or less? And if the answer is less, it's because maybe you have begun to focus your eyes on yourself. You you understand the last two years have been a huge opportunity for the church, an amazing opportunity. People are broken. People are fearful. People in some cases lost their jobs, their homes. Uh, they, They lost their loved ones to the disease of this virus. All of a sudden their hearts and minds were wide open to the goodness of God. And what did they find when they went looking for the people of God? Was it an angry mob yelling about politics? Or was it the people of God's goodness who were there to love them and keep them and serve them? This is what Paul is talking. Paul is confronting his own church in Galatia on this very topic. Don't allow dissensions and factions to control your work. Now go to Matthew chapter seven. Let me show you what Jesus said about all of this. Actually, Paul is echoing what Jesus warned us about. Matthew seven verse fifteen. He says, "Watch out for false prophets." Now let me just pause here just for a moment. False prophets were around when Jesus was on the earth. False prophets are around today. As your pastor, let me let me encourage you with something. I am here not to cast shade on other ministries or other people. I'm here today to tell you that there are people who will use you for their own benefit and discard you when you're no longer needed in their life. And they'll do it in the name of Jesus. That's what a false prophet is. So let me tell you what he says. He says, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing. In other words, they look like you. They look like us. They sound like us. They're hard to discern. It's hard to discern what's true and not true. But then Jesus gives us a litmus test. He says, inwardly, they are ferocious wolves. Remember what I said a minute ago? their, their, Their words are smooth as butter, but in their heart, there's war. This is what Jesus is saying. He says, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Now, no, you're not uh, in uh, Mediterranean Israel. The answer to that is no, in case you were wondering about the agrarian idea here. No, you don't do that. So likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Now, Jesus just repeats himself. And I've told you this in the last 14 years that when Jesus repeats himself, he's yelling. He's trying to help us understand something that's serious. So listen to what Jesus says, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is eventually cut down and thrown into the fire. And he listens, thus by their fruit, you will recognize them. So here's what I'm saying to you. When you put your trust in some type of of ministry or voice, watch for their fruit. Are they operating out of anger and rage, dissension and faction? And by the way, that's easy to draw a crowd right now. Anger actually is easy. An angry person draws a crowd. An angry person right now can gather a following, but it's not the fruit of the Spirit. And he says, listen, they come to you in sheep's clothing with angry words spilling out of their mouth, vicious, angry dissensions, factions, rage. Just be careful. In fact, he says, watch out, watch out, be careful. New Life Church, I've been here a long time and this is my final assignment from the Lord. Pam and I will retire here. We know the Lord has spoken to us about that. So you're stuck with me, but I have raised my children. I've raised my children here Pam and I are deeply invested in the community. We're involved all over town. This is our town. This is our church. We live in Briargate neighborhood amongst many of you. That's our neighborhood. We're here. And I worked for 14 years to earn your trust. And I'm telling you, as your pastor, if you trust me, listen to me. Watch out. There are false shepherds spilling anger and hatred and just be careful, be a discerning believer right now. Be a men and women of great discernment right now and make, be, pay careful attention to what they are producing. That's how you know if they're from the Lord or not. And then Paul says, let me tell you about these fruits of the Spirit. He says, the fruits of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, when it's involved in your life, in fact, look at the world right now. The only places that you're gonna find goodness and joy and peace and long suffering is where the Holy Spirit is at work. The Holy Spirit brings life and makes us fully human. This is why you hear me saying, Come, Holy Spirit. I'm not just praying for a fuzzy feeling, I'm not just praising, praying some charismatic prayer. When I say, Come, Holy Spirit, what I'm saying is, Father in heaven, you are the only source of life. In fact, in the Nicene Creed, When we confess the part about the Holy Spirit, it says, we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, giver of life. This is why it's so critical to welcome the Spirit, because you're welcoming life, the fullness of your humanity. In other words, what we feed and water will grow. What are you paying attention to right now? What are you feeding your soul with right now? And this is why I've actually, I actually don't watch any cable news very rarely, unless there's some kind of big news event that I need to know about. I don't listen to it because they have an algorithm that they're playing with you. Do you understand that most news media, they have an algorithm that works for their rating system. You know what it is? To keep you mad, keep you angry. If they can keep you angry, you will tune in. This is why you got to turn it off. I, if you find yourself... All worked up in a knot, aggravated, wanting to charge hell with something, you know, just aggravated all the time. That's, that's, when you, if you feed that constantly, you're gonna grow up and be an old, angry person. What you feed and water will grow in your life, good things and bad things. I am gonna be more aware of what I take into my life, especially at this stage in my life, because I'm gonna be the kind, sweet, Old man, you're gonna get so tired of my kindness and sweetness, I'm gonna be kinder, I'm gonna be gentle, I'm gonna be the fat grandpa right here with you. I'm telling you. So what Paul was saying is that when you see these two lists, okay, compare these two lists, the fruits of the Spirit are outward focused. They're intent on blessing somebody else, to, to make you more empathetic to someone else's story. To make you care more deeply for your neighbor. The works of the flesh, my eyes are on me. What can I do to manipulate you? What can I do to get what I need from you? The fruits of the spirit, your eyes now are turned to the people around you. You become a better friend when the fruits of the spirit are at work in you. You become a better husband and wife. You become a better parent. You become a better boss. You become a better student and teacher when the works of the Spirit are flowing out of you because your eyes are not turned on you, your eyes are turned on the people around you. So, what are we producing right now? I want you to think about what you're posting on social media. What are you producing with those words and those posts? What's your intent? This past week, I had a strong disagreement with someone I've known a long, long time. And we talked for an hour about our disagreement And because I have decided that I'm going to be a man that's marked by the fruits of the spirit, and he has decided that he's going to be a man marked by the fruits of the spirit. Guess what we did? We debated and argued for an hour and prayed for one another at the end, still disagree, and I'm still right. And he's still wrong, but I'm just telling you, we love each other. (laughs) So here's what I said. after I got off the phone call, I went, I didn't know that was still possible. I really had given up any hope for any, any disagreement ending. Well, I said, we can disagree. I said to him on the phone, you know, we can disagree and debate with our flesh, or we can disagree and debate with the Holy Spirit. That's how the phone call started out. He said, well, he said, Brady, you're my friend. So let's disagree and debate by the work of the spirit. So we talked for an hour about the strong disagreements we have. And at the end, because of the spirit, we're friends. You can do this people. You can have strong disagreements with people and love the heck out of them. You can love them, love them, love them. It doesn't have to end at a friendship. What Paul was saying is says, listen, our flesh will separate us from the people we're called to reach and love and serve. Now I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not trying to trigger any of you. Okay. But I want you to think of the politician that makes you most angry. That didn't take long for some of you, by the way. I saw an immediate reaction in some of you. All right. Think of the, think of the politician. I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. It doesn't matter, but there's somebody aggravating you. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel called to reach and serve them and love them? I, I, every time I get angry. Okay. I, and politics makes me angry too. Social things make me angry. Every time I want to lash out at the person the Holy Spirit quickens me, checks me. I mean, sometimes confronts me like that and says, Brady, Brady, I love them. In fact, there's not one human being on the planet today that Jesus does not love. Now that should change everything for us. If every human being has the imago Day, the imprint of God on their life, then that should change the way I treat them. In fact, I, I've asked the Lord many times, do you really love them? And 100% of the time, Jesus says yes. You, I mean, I, I would think there'd be three or four times he would go, you know, I've, I've kind of lost hope for that person. Do what you will with them. They're a dud. They didn't come out of the oven the way I put them in the oven. No, 100%, listen. I just, I just, you want to challenge this week? The next time you get aggravated at someone, pause and say, okay, Lord, do you love them? Is your imprint on their life, do you have a plan and a purpose and a destiny for their life? The answer will be yes. I, I, I saw myself, I was praying and I was just quiet before the Lord this week, thinking about this message and I, I saw myself walking down the street with a group of people who did not know Jesus, who were unchurched, who were, they were, were, what I saw when I prayed is they were spiritually hungry though. They're looking for a home. They're looking for a community of people. And I saw us walking down a street and on one sidewalk was a group of angry Christians yelling. On the other sidewalk was a group of Christians who were working out their lives the best they knew how through the fruits of the spirit. And I stopped and asked a group of people, these unchurched people, which group you want to belong to? And they all started walking toward the fruits of the spirit. Which group of people would you join? Which group of people have you joined? I'm, I'm looking for people of peace who I'm not saying to give up your convictions. I'm not telling you to not protest when it's appropriate. I'm just telling you that Jesus needs us. Jesus is trying to reach a lost world right now. And He needs us, the church. He needs us. He wants us. He's asking for our participation. He's asking us to care deeply about His imprint that is on their lives. And you can't see His imprint. There's no proof that God's imprint's on their life, but I promise you it's there. If we would go seek after it, if we would go and find them, we would discover after a period of time, the politician that I ask you to think about, The imprint of God is on their life. God has a plan for their life. I don't know if they're going to ever surrender to God. I don't know if they're ever going to cooperate with God, but God has not given up on them. Therefore, we can't be angry at them. I can be angry at their policies. I can be angry at their comments, but not at them. Remember I told you at the beginning of the message, you were going to feel a little unsettled and aggravated. This is that moment right now. You're feeling a little aggravated. (laughs) I could have stayed home. I could watch the Broncos right now. (laughs) We're almost finished, okay? I promise you. I want to look at this list one more time. Look at the fruits of the Spirit. This is the, the invitation. We're about to pray a prayer in just a moment. and I'm going to give you an opportunity to welcome the Holy Spirit into your life in a new way today. And when you hear the knocking on the door and you open it up, this is what you're going to get if you welcome the Holy Spirit. Love and joy, and peace, and long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's been a long time since I've experienced all of that at once. Been two years, I can tell you that. And this week I've been praying, Father in heaven, every time I open my mouth, every time I stand and preach, every time I confront bad behavior or look someone in the eye that I disagree with, when I feel challenged, Lord, would you just fill me with the Spirit and let out of me flow love and joy and peace and long suffering, kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. The next time we, you feel that need to lash out, here's what the Lord said, pause and pray. And then obey. And what you're praying for is, Father in heaven, I don't see the imprint of God on their life. I don't see the Imago day on their life. So I need the Holy Spirit's help to love them. I need the Holy Spirit's help not to rage against them. Because you can't do it in your flesh. We already see what the flesh produces. So if you're trying to do it in the flesh, you're going to act like the flesh. If you try to do it in the spirit, you will have the spirit's help that good? Come on, stand up with me this morning. Let's pray together. I appreciate you letting me speak strong to you today. I I, I I needed to hear this myself, whether you did or not. And I will actually go back tomorrow, which is my normal Monday habit, and I will turn on the New Life YouTube channel, and I will listen to it again because I've always said, if I can't preach to myself, then I'm disqualified to preach to you. So I'll go back tomorrow morning and I'll turn it on and I'll sit there like you just had to sit and I will listen to the entire sermon tomorrow morning. I do it every Monday morning. As a way to make sure that what I said to you was helpful, convicting and strong, but helpful. So I'm going to receive it back. And if I need to apologize, I'll apologize next Sunday, okay? Can we just pray for the work of the Spirit today? Can you think of whatever is causing your aggravation today? Whatever you walked in today that was unsettling you, Maybe you walk in today and you've never heard about Jesus. And I wanna give you an opportunity this morning to say yes to this person of Jesus who loves you unconditionally. I just want you to hear today that you don't have to clean up your house before you invite Jesus in. And some of you that are watching online, I just had this sense that some of you in the room today have never committed your life to following Jesus. So I'm gonna pray a prayer. and If you are ready to invite Jesus into your life, to walk alongside him, would you pray this with me? Father in heaven, I am a sinner who cannot save himself. And I need help. I've tried to live my life on my own, but I cannot. So I choose today to surrender my life, to give control of my life to Jesus. And I pray now that from this day forward, my life would be marked by the works of the Holy Spirit in my life. I pray today that my life would be radically changed and I would follow Jesus all the days of my life. Now, there's the rest of you that are Christ followers like myself, can we just invite more of the Holy Spirit into our lives? We need to do this regularly. We need to do this every hour of every day sometimes. Holy Spirit, we need your help. Holy Spirit, we cannot be your witnesses on the earth without your help. Holy Spirit, we cannot love people without your help. Holy Spirit, we cannot be good spouses without your help. Holy Spirit, we cannot be parents to our children without your help. I cannot be a good friend without your help. So every part of my life, I just surrender now to the Holy Spirit. Would you come down and fill me with the fruits of the Spirit? I I choose today to water and to allow to grow the fruits of your spirit. I want you to stay in that posture of worship. We're going to sing this song. This song is about baptism and salvation and redemption. And I want to remind you that in two weeks, we're going to see this song played out in a lot of lives. We're going to have water baptisms in two Sundays. So the 24th, if you're here, maybe you just prayed that prayer and you're ready to go into the waters of baptism. You say, well, Pastor Brady, what does that mean? We're going to sing it for you as an invitation for some of you to come into the waters of baptism. But this song is about redemption. This song is about grace. And it's a song that will prepare your heart to come to the table of the Lord. So let's sing this together as we get ready to come.
1: Fire, washed by forgiveness, born to new life, into a family, placed in belonging, buried with Christ.
2: And again because of what he's done and now here we draw to the table of the Lord and remember that work that he did and as he gathered with his disciples around a table and he knew what he was about to walk through, such great suffering on that cross and yet his disposition was to give, to bless, to give of himself, his body and his blood And may it be that we are giving of ourselves, following his example, that we would receive that promised Holy Spirit and show the fruits of that spirit. And on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. Maybe you can break that wafer in your hand. And he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you do this in remembrance of me. We eat together. Then after supper, he took the cup and he said, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink this, do this in remembrance of me. We drink together. And now in response to the work of Jesus, let's lift up our voice and let's bring praise to him that he is worthy of. Come on, let's sing together. to worship and to hear God's Word and see what He's doing and what He's saying to us. Hey, before we finish here, just a few things. Um, if you're new around here and uh, we'd, we'd love to get a chance to meet you, there's out these middle doors, there's a section called Connect Central and we would love to meet you. Hey, any questions you have, we'd love to answer that. Also, I want to let you know that we have section community parties for sections three and ten. All right, both you guys, so we'd love for you to stick around just for a few more minutes. You can go to those uh, spaces and meet people who you attend church with and also let people meet you. Uh, It's a great place to connect. All right, well, to close, I want to invite the prayer team forward uh, because after we close here, if there's anything that you need prayer for, we'd love to pray with you. We would count that as a privilege to be able to pray with you. And as we get ready to go, um, I just want to pray something over you and bless you, as we head out today. And I'm praying the same thing that Paul prayed for those who were in the church in Thessalonica when he said this, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. May he encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Go now in the grace and peace of Jesus Christ. We'll see you next week. Amen.